Hey guys, it's Ed, and I am coming to you live from the Temporary Junk Gossip Studios. <sighs> Alright, so, if you ever look at my phone, you're going to notice that there are a lot of embarrassing pictures on there, and it's not fun. Okay, it is a little bit fun. But... You know, the, the whole thing is uh, that I'm not really worried about them leaking. I mean, what's the worst thing that's going to happen if they leak? You know, I, it would actually spin in my favor because I've built my reputation... I'm being this bold, weird person. And trust me, Will will attest to this, I'm, I'm actually bold and weird. <laughs> like, um, I think sometimes he, he needs a break from me. I think this extended break has been good for him. Um, um, So, um, so yeah, um, so, if, if, you know, if someone got a hold of them somehow, or, you know, if I accidentally posted them on, on social media, and someone tried to blackmail me, I would just laugh it off. Which is kind of the route that Whitney Cummings is taking. She, uh, apparently, a couple weeks ago, she accidentally posted a topless picture of herself on Instagram. And when she realized it, before she realized it, people had grabbed screenshots now, I don't know... You know, I think Whitney Cummings is a brilliant comedian. But I don't know if this is just straight guys just want to see tits, or... Um... But, I, you know, I don't think she's ugly, but I didn't necessarily think that she was... You know, screen grab of her boobs. Hot. But, of course, people would say the same thing, you know, if... Um, well, not if. When Scott Evans had his news leaked, I definitely got some of those screenshots. <laughs> so, you know, different, different tricks for different folks. But if some of those folks decided that they wanted to try to blackmail her. And uh, you know that just never goes over very well. Now, of course, this could have gone much worse for the potential blackmailers. If she were a different kind of person, if she were spiteful or vengeful or. Um, whatever. 
she could have turned this over to the authorities and um, lives would have been ruined. And, you know, I know people are like, oh, you're just being dramatic. Well, normally I would agree with you, but no, like, blackmail and extortion are felonies. Instead, she reposted her uh, uh, the pictures of her boobs. And here's what she said. Um, in April, I accidentally posted an Insta story that showed nipple. Once I realized, I deleted. The people who took screen grabs are trying to get money from me. Some said they have offers to sell them, and some are asking for money to not post the photo. They all think I'm way more famous than I am. But they must also think that I'm more easily intimidated than I am. If anyone is going to make money or likes off my nipple, it's going to be me. So so here it all is, you foolish dorks. And then she, she said, she kind of explained why she's not pressing charges. She said, when a woman in the public eye is extorted, we have to spend time and money and energy dealing with it. Hiring lawyers and security experts and living with a pit in our stomach about when and how we will be humiliated. Y'all can have my nipple, but not my money. Not my time or my money anymore. I'm not posting the names of the people trying to extort me because some of them might be dumb kids. I wouldn't want the stupid ideas I had when I was a teenager to follow me around forever. Or else, every time someone Googled me, they'd see me shoplifting a No Fear t-shirt. Christy Diala, who co-starred with her on her sitcom Whitney, posted a picture of himself in his underwear. Um, to which coming uh, to which Whitney said, "Real friends send you their embarrassing pics when your embarrassing pics come out." Thank you at Crystalio for humiliating yourself to make me feel better. Chris said, "Okay, but I was trying to, I was doing it to be sexy." You know, and here's the thing, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again: when you're a celebrity, you do kind of open yourself up to these things, but. It shouldn't be that way. That's my whole belief. I know you do. I'm sure someone will try to blackmail me one day. Because again, I do crazy things. Ask Mandy. You know, I I talk to strangers. I I flirt. I drink. Lord do I drink. <laughs> And, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm always safe. And I really think that's what's the most important thing here. Just be safe. I'm glad Whitney took control of the narrative. I'm glad that she stopped herself from being blackmailed. She needs that two broke girl money. All right, I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. And last time we talked about Wendy Williams, I believe we were talking about how she was um, 
preparing to do her own lifetime biopic. And I wasn't really for this because I worried that she would um, be trying to sanitize her life and make it less interesting and less truthful. Which still could be the case, but um, I'm really glad I waited um, to finish How You Doing inside the Wendy Williams divorce because Wendy Williams just dropped a bomb on Radio Andy. Where she basically admitted she knew the whole time that soon-to-be ex-husband, Kevin Hunter, was cheating on her. Here is what she had to say. Um, basically, um, the first part of this is she didn't want to uproot her son's life. Which, the old adage is, don't say married for the kids. You know, I know it used to be a thing where people thought that saying married for the kids was the right thing to do. It's never the right thing to do, trust me. It's just, it's just not. Um, but she says, I had to get my ducks in a row. I knew a lot of things for a lot of years. But my son was at home, it wasn't fair to him. I'm not going to grab his hand and flee the scenes and move zip code. Now he has to move high schools and stuff like that, and he's just making friends. Now he's away in college, and the person I am is very single because he's not living with me. He goes to school in Miami. So, okay. Even if you don't agree with her reasoning, now we now we get a little bit clearer idea of what was happening. Um, Blonde Gossip has really stuck to their narrative of... Um, her being drunk and drugged and um, he kept her addicted and and in an abusive relationship you really do kind of lose that sort of um, you really do kind of lose that sort of um, sense of self so, and, and I, obviously I'm speaking from experience when I say that. But, I think there's also a little more to this. Um, because they were so intricately intertwined, which we're going to talk about in just a second. Um... Wendy also said that she had photos and knew about Kevin, her husband's other family. And she was going to leave him no matter what came out about this whole thing. She said, I can take a lot, but I'm not raising a family. So, it seems... That she's trying to spin the narrative of a strong, independent woman. For the record, 
it's it's very possible that she is and it's very possible that this was all a long a long term game but again with with the abuse allegations and all of that coming out I don't think it's very likely that she's being honest about that. There are also multiple reports that um, Kevin Hunter Sr. may be trying to blackmail Wendy into either staying with him or not staying with him. He has moved on to his new family. Um... But um, same with him in terms of business. Um, Wendy's people have denied this. They've said that he's completely cut out. The foundations have been shut down. Um, and, and honestly, there doesn't seem to be any. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any evidence that the two will be um, continuing to work together outside of trying to figure out an appropriate divorce settlement. Um, And as that starts to heat up, look for more bombs um, like this one about Wendy knowing that she knew she has her own photos and all of that. And I would look for abuse allegations um, to start heating up. They'll never come directly from Wendy herself because she's too smart to play that game. And she probably doesn't, she probably really doesn't want to put her son uh, in the middle of this whole thing. But. I would definitely look for her to, um, I would definitely look for her to have, um, uh, leaks made about him abusing her and, um, things he would have, things he would do to keep her under his control for as long as he did. Also look for more leaks about, um, About him drugging her. Which, as Will has said, that is a form of abuse. And I'm going to take a break, and I will be right back. And I'm back. And typically we don't, we wouldn't talk about this, but it's such an intriguing story, and there's a lot of money involved. So I figured, why the hell not? So... Jeremy Meeks is also known as the hot felon. Uh, A couple years ago, his mugshot went viral because he's so handsome. Um, That led to him getting a modeling contract. Uh, And eventually, he split with his, his one baby mama... 
and started dating Chloe Green, who is the daughter of a billionaire. And this was not a T-Swift romance. This was an actual relationship. Uh, and a, but according to Inti Lawyer over at Crazy Dates and Nights, Meeks just couldn't keep it in his pants. He would literally screw anyone. Uh, mostly, I'm trying to remember the exact words, but basically what NT Lawyer said was mostly female, um, but a guy would do in a pinch. Um, there's also unsubstantiated rumors that Meeks could, um, be HIV positive. They're unsubstantiated. We're not going to talk more about that other than a mention because... That could come up um, later on um, in in the storyline of what's happening with him and with um, Jeremy Meeks and Chloe Green. Um, that that allegation comes from Inti Lawyer over at Crazy Days and Nights. So, what we do know for sure is he was seen with multiple women over. Um, over the years. And, um, multiple women ever since he's been with Chloe Green. Chloe Green, of course, uh, had his baby. And they were, and they got engaged. Um, Chloe Green allegedly had her father pay off uh, Jeremy Meeks' baby mama. Um, to just leave him alone and stop going after him for child support. So, Mix's father allegedly hated him and wanted him gone. And now he's got his wish because they broke up. Um, and Chloe Green has been um, seen kissing another guy as she vacations in the Mediterranean. Um, but Blind Gossip has a solved item called the Privilege Payoff. And here's what their source said. They broke up, he cheated, he has made several attempts to reconcile with her, but to no avail. It's all about the lawyers now. They are not married, so there is no alimony, but they do share a child, so there is custody and will be child support. They are far apart in negotiations. He initially wanted ten times more than she, actually her father, is offering. Her father would only pay that price, would only pay a price that high if it would get him out of the picture entirely. Um, they also go on to say that custody of the child is not really in dispute. The child will probably stay with Chloe. And um, that that was just a means to an end for Jeremy Meeks to get his hooks into someone wealthy to set himself up 
um, financially for the rest of his life. As, as this has started to um, unfold, we've we've also noticed a lot of um you know we've I've started to notice a lot of things you know he was shocked because Chloe was um seen kissing another man but makes no mention about all the women he's been draped all over um you know He's he's just so shocked by those photos, yet he doesn't look at his own behavior and say, "Oh, well, you know, I guess me maybe me hanging over this woman was not the best way if if he did want to reconcile with her." He could also be using a potential reconciliation to try and um, up the price with the father, but I wouldn't count on that because. Um, I think Chloe really did get sick of being cheated on. But I'm going to keep an eye on this story, um, just to see what happens. If anything interesting develops, I'll let you know. But for right now, I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. And you guys, you guys, go read Will's article, The Case for Banning Loot Boxes. It's on Vocal. Uh, um, under the gamers tag um, go read it he did an excellent excellent job uh, seriously I am so proud of him um, it's fantastic um, if, if you're friends with me on Facebook twi- or Twitter um, I'll be posting the article a little bit later today once I work out with him the marketing plan um, but seriously Seriously, go go read it. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Um, it is one of those. Um, it is it is definitely one of those articles um, that makes you think. Um, there's a real controversy within the gaming community, um, and you know. He really hit, I think he really hit the mark um, with this one. So that is my minute-long pitch for you to go read The Case for Banning Loot Boxes by Will Terry over on Vocal Media. I promise you, you will love it. You will adore it. He did such a fantastic job. Um, And yes, I used... I use that time to market because we're not talking about marketing. No, um, no, um, I, as I was helping Will come up with some hashtags that he could use for, um, as I was helping Will come up with some hashtags that he could use for, um, his article, I was thinking about like how you would market different kind of books. Um, 
you know, console wars. Um, sticking with the gaming theme for a second, was launched squarely at gamers, and then it's becoming a TV show now. I believe on it's either Netflix or HBO. I forget which one, but it, it's becoming a a mini series. I shouldn't say a TV show. It's becoming a mini series on on one of those two platforms. Um, so, but they, they launched their, and they knew their audience. Melanie Benjamin, who has written, um, books like The Aviator's Wife, The Swans of Fifth Avenue, The Girls in the Picture, um, has really cornered the market on... The strong women and historical fiction. More modern historical fiction. I don't think anything of hers goes, um, is older than like 1920. Um, I, obviously I've not read everything she's ever written, but right now that seems to be the case. Um, and when she markets, She does this weird thing. Um, It's not necessarily weird. In the sense of... It's only weird to me because... Indie writers... um, And writers for... Smaller... uh, Publishers... Are told to do basically what Council Wars did. Know who your audience is... And target them. Um, unless there's some sort of secret and I'm getting hit with the advertisement because of my sensibilities. Melanie Benjamin, who I, whose stories I would guess should be aimed at women probably 50, um, maybe 40 and over, but definitely 50 and over. Um... I get advertisements for them all the time. So it seems like she's doing, or her publisher is doing, a mass, um, a mass media, or a mass market um, push rather than targeted audiences. Now, this is not necessarily a problem. Um, you know... It's it's always gonna there's always gonna be a little bit of overlap or a little bit of a um, a spillover. Um, you know, John Grisham books are usually aimed at um, educated men. Um, again, usually in their forties um, and up. But he has such broad name recognition and whatnot that I think everyone more or less reads him. Uh, One of the things that I found when I was reading Generation Gossip is when I first started, I didn't have an audience in mind. I was just throwing shit out there. 
And then as I started learning, I started narrowing my focus a little bit more. And slowly but surely, um, I was able to hone in that the audience I was trying to attract was um, gay men. Um, I was aiming for gay men in their 20s and 30s who were probably reading Delisted by Michael Kay or Perez Hilton. Um, But, you know, I was doing my best to kind of try to hit that demo. And it never quite worked out for me. You know, I was never able quite to capture... Um, I was never able to quite capture um, what I wanted. But I had another audience that, to this day, surprised me. I was being read by a lot of lesbians. Um, a lot of lesbians in their 40s. All these demographics came straight from Google, so it's... It, it's not as if I was I'm making this up or anything. Um, Google was the one telling me this. And so I was very surprised by this. Um, you know, and, and just like with HVY and, and my vocal accounts, my, my most popular stories were way outside of that. Um, which is interesting enough, but it was um, Hunk of the Week, which was on uh, Hunk of the Week, Channing Tatum. Um, that one was far and away the biggest hit I had. Um, or, um, and the other one was Sony wanted to buy All My Children and One Life to Live. Which I took a lot of heat for that one. Um, another one I took a lot of heat for was um, Prince Had AIDS um, when he passed away. Um, on HVY, it, it was the very first um, Florida Man article I did, which um, garnered more than 30,000 views in less than 24 hours. Um, which, you know, fantastic. Um, I was very, very pleased with that. Uh, and on vocal, um, for HVY, my target audience was straight guys. Um, and it, I was um, trying to build a true crime career over there, but, um, what it, what actually ended up happening with with HVY is I noticed I was making more money um, and getting outside of the Florida Man article, I was getting more views when I did the celebrity gossip. So, um, so I was hitting a target market there that I didn't know existed on that site. Um. So that's I started to build, build there. 
Um, and then, of course, with vocal, I kind of just threw shit at the wall at first to see what would stick. And for a very long time, I tried to do politics um, because that seemed to be the one that was gaining traction when really it was true crime that was um, that was getting me hooked in. And then ultimately I ended up writing true crime and dirty articles. And when I combined the two like I did um, in the article, not so pleasant murder plot, I, I see a lot of big results. Um, I, I, wrote, I wrote not so pleasant murder plot with straight guys in mind. Um, I don't quite know yet who's actually going to be reading it. But if if my other successes are any indication, it's going to be straight women and gay men because um, was Kyle being killed, which is currently my top um, viewed article right now, and dick pic etiquette are any indication that's what people want to read over there. Um, and you know, and that's why I was telling, well, like, when he wanted, when he told me he wanted to write articles, you know, I helped him get set up and everything. And I encouraged him, like, I encouraged him to write what he was a fan of, but also kind of explore. You know, I, I'm a genre hopper um, in fiction and nonfiction. I just love to be able to bounce around and do different things and keep my very distinctive voice. Um, and so he wanted to write in politics, but I encouraged him to try games and um, whatnot because he's very knowledgeable and I think he can build a nice, at least a nice CV, if nothing else. Um, so once again, please go read his article, um, the case for banning loot boxes on vocal. It's in the gaming section. Usually, um, there's not too many gaming articles coming out. So, what I would suggest is reading it and um, if you just go to the uh, gamer section, it, today it should be near the top. If not the the very top one, it'll be like second or third because that um, that space typically doesn't get a lot of um, that space doesn't typically get a lot of reads. All right, I'm gonna take a break and we're gonna come right back. And I'm back. And as predicted. There were a slew of um, Miley Cyrus-centered blind items yesterday. Um, for the most part, we're gonna for the most part we're gonna leave those um, for the deep dive um, that we're probably gonna do on Friday. Although no decision has been made quite yet. Um, and I realize it's Tuesday and I should decide, but, you know, freewheeling Ed doesn't always decide right away. <laughs> but, 
what I have been thinking is how is Liam Hemsworth um, dealing with all of this? Because we all know that he doesn't particularly care for the press. Um, he generally tends to avoid it as much as possible. And he also tends to um, he also tends to avoid answering uncomfortable questions. So, here is um, what he told um, people in an Instagram post. Um, He said, hi all, just a quick note to say that Maya and I have recently separated and I wish her nothing but health and happiness going forward. This is a private matter, and I have not made, nor will I be making, any comments to any journalist or media outlets. He also went on to say, any, any quotes attributed to me are false. Um, and that's just a cheap, easy way of saying... My team is planting stories, but don't blame me for them. That's completely my team. And, of course, planting stories and whatnot is very typical in Hollywood. Um, I would even argue that it happens more than what people think it does. Um, You know, recently we noticed that um oh uh, I'm trying to remember the last celebrity breakup and I'm honestly my brain is well you all know who I'm talking about <laughs> where the um where the team was just planting stories left and right to make um the female in the relationship look good um, and this is standard practice. I mean, we all know that. I don't think any of us really buy into the mainstream narratives anymore. Or, I should say, the people who actually follow gossip don't buy into the mainstream um, narrative anymore. Especially if you appear on people. Because people, People Magazine will say whatever you want them to say. You know, there's not, there's not really anything shocking about that. I think it'd be more shocking if they actually went after people. Um, But anyway, so. What led to this breakup? A lot of people are pointing to Miley hooking up with Caitlyn Carter so soon after um, the separation was announced. 
Um, which is fueled speculation that this affair broke up both relationships. Um, I'm not going to say anything about Liam because I don't know. But the straight guys I do know, I don't think would be would necessarily be too upset if their girl was hooking up with another female. Um, I might be a fantasy of theirs. Um, and Brody Jenner has alluded um, to it being a fantasy of his quite a few times. He also tried to insert himself into the story of Miley and Liam's breakup. Um, by saying that he and Liam were going to hold hands and walk down the beach together. And it, to be honest, it might have been a really, um, he might have been trying to be cute or funny, but it comes across as very crass. Um, kind of like when Logan Paul said that he was only going to fuck men in March. Um, it's, it, it honestly does seem like these guys are using homosexuality as a way to gain publicity. Uh, and Miley wasn't having any of it. Miley really just, you know, she said, sit down, cool off. You know, bah, basically. Um, and, but he's still going on and on about how he introduced the pair and whatnot. Uh, there, there doesn't seem to be other than the picture of them kissing. Um, neither of them have confirmed, nor has there any been any blind items about them actually being a couple. Um, you know, and I think. I I don't know if that's a, you know their their kissing was just a statement maybe they were just enjoying each other's company and felt um like kissing it's things happen especially when emotions are so high and you're in scenery that's so beautiful um But, and of course, you knew there was going to be a big but there. Um, I, I also think that this is a very teachable moment when it comes to bisexuality. Or, in Miley's case, pansexuality. Um, because people think... If you're in a heterosexual relationship, a man and a woman, that means you're straight. Or you, you've decided to be straight. Um, now that she's... Now that she was seen kissing a woman, 
they think that means she's a lesbian. And there are... There are shades of gray. You know, right now she chooses to be with a woman. If, in fact, her and Caitlin are a couple. But that doesn't mean she doesn't want Dick down the road. Or that doesn't mean that she doesn't like Dick. It just means right now she's with this person. Um, you know, and... I think especially with bisexuality and pansexuality, people get so up in arms about it. You know, um, I was talking to someone... Um, because I, I was talking to a friend of mine about it because the guy I like um, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this correctly um, it seems to be on a curve um, and um I, you know, I, I kind of fell into a trap, and they were like, well, you know, it could be 99% he likes one gender, 1% he likes the other, or, you know, vice versa, or, you know, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be 50-50. And I think that was a very important lesson for me, and I think it's a very important lesson for the world, because just because Miley was in a in a relationship with a man and now she was seen making out with a woman it doesn't mean that she's um she likes everything 50-50 you know there are different variations and all we have to do is embrace them and just love people and let them do whatever makes them happy. Um, and again, it, you know, a lot, there's been a lot of focus on Miley and Caitlyn, mostly because they were seen kissing. But was Liam cheating? Is Liam um, by or pan? There have definitely been rumors, um, and we're going to leave this in rumors. I believe it was over on Crazy Days and Nights, um, leading up to the wedding, that uh, Liam had a out-of-control um, party where he ended up in bed with a male companion of his. And I, if I remember the blind correctly, the... The source said it um, It did not seem like the first time they had hooked up. So, you know, bisexuality, pansexuality for females is much more acceptable than being bi or pan for men. And again, I don't think Liam's ever actually straight out said that he was hetero. 
he's only been seen in public with women. So, um, there's definitely that. Um, you know, and, you know, I just had, I just remember there was a blind item about the Hunger Games from Crazy Days and Nights. I need to try to find that. I'm telling you guys so that Will, when Will listens to this, he will um, kind of nudge me to to search for it so um, so I can bring that to you. Um, but there is a lot more to um, the Miley Liam breakup, and I'm going to bring it to you as soon as it hits. But for right now, I'm going to take a... Well, no, I'm not going to take a break. This is the end of the show. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening, as always. (laughs) And until next time, cheers.